Hello and welcome to another episode of At Any Rate. I'm your host Natasha Kanova and I head JP Morgan Global Commodities Research. Today we would like to discuss the investment in the oil and gas industry and whether it is sufficient to satisfy future demand. After two years of recovery, global upstream oil and gas spending is tracking this year about 545 billion, up from 497 billion in 2022 based on data from about 140 public companies' comments during the second quarter earnings season, results and our estimate of private operator spending. Um, cost inflation accounts for some of this growth, uh, as upstream-specific costs surged more than 20% in 2022, and producers this year so far have been guiding another 10% rise, boosting capital requirements. However, increased global upstream activity both in 2022 and 2023 has been the main driver of the additional capital spent in our opinion. It's 34% growth last year, followed by another 10% rise in 2023. Growth in global upstream oil and gas investment has exceeded uh, last year or matched wider expectations uh, of inflation as underlying activity continues to rebound. For example, though, it's interesting that although producers are guiding for another 10% uptick in cost inflation globally this year, uh, we note that cost inflation in the United States will likely come below expectations. Um, so, for example, according to the Federal Reserve Producer Price Index for oil and gas extraction services, the index is tra- tracking just about 6% year-over-year cost increase in the first nine months of 2023. So at $545 billion, the latest investment guidance from uh, oil and gas producers is up uh, 82% from 2020 lows of just $300 billion, although it is still 22% below the 2014 peak. Similarly, um, if we look at the activity levels in the industry, total number of wells completed peaked around 2014 when about 88,000 new wells were put into production worldwide. In 2023, oil and gas producers are on track to complete 59,000 wells globally. This is a 33% decline from 2014 levels. Yet, while post metrics are showing that activity levels today are still substantially below 2014 levels, it is interesting that um, total oil supply actually has risen by about 4% during the period between 2014 and 2023. Just for scale, a 100% surge in capital investment between 2006 and 2014 resulted in a 7% global crude and condensate production growth. So in a similar dynamic, uh, just looking and zooming in in the North America and the U.S. oil and gas industry in uh, 2014, uh, producers, oil and gas producers in North America invested $252 billion. Uh, in uh, 2023, this year, they are on track to invest about $160 billion, which is 36% below you know, the, the 2014 at the peak of the shale boom. Uh, accordingly, the number of operating rigs in the U.S., which is usually a very good barometer of activity in the industry, has dropped to 624 rigs as of last week, compared to about 1,900 oil and gas rigs at the highs of 2014. Yet, total U.S. oil um, liquids production today stands at 19.4 million barrels per day, which is almost 7 million barrels per day above December 2014 levels. So we believe that the key reason behind the stable production profile, despite post-investment and well activity levels dropping significantly um, since the peak in 2014, are the declining unit costs due to efficiency and productivity gains. In other words, 
the world today is capable of producing more oil at fewer investment dollars compared to the early 2010s. So how this current level of investment compares to what we think should be a sustainable rate of investment to satisfy our uh, our future demand growth, projections of future demand growth. So we find the today's 545 uh, billion investment in upstream oil and gas supplies healthy. And our numbers show that this capital spent needs to stay at the current levels of about 500 billion in order to satisfy demand in 2030. So we advise to reread our report or 2030 long-term incentive oil price just to, to, to have a better understanding of what our projections are calling for. So if we break down um, this capital investment by producer type, um, so large international oil companies, the IOCs like BP, ExxonMobil, uh, any Chevron, Shell, Total Energies uh, have guided a very slight, about 1% decrease in their midpoint for 2023 up, upstream capital spent. So uh, numerically, this is $69 billion. Last year, they spent about $70 billion. The slight decline in capital outlay this year is largely driven by the IOC's goals to continue to divest non-core operations while investing in new upstream projects. So if you look at the scale of the IOCs, their large capital budgets, despite the small group of operators, there are only six in our database, is due to their heavy investments in large-scale upstream developments in countries like Guyana, for example, Venezuela, Argentina, Brazil, Nigeria, the Gulf of Mexico, uh, along with their vast U.S. shale, uh, U.S. shale acreage. So within public companies, but outside the international oil companies, the independent producers operating in the U.S., Canada, Latin America, Europe, and Russia are guiding a 30% increase in their upstream 2023 capex uh, to about $123 billion so many operators within this group have increased their capital budgets to account for additional cost inflation, as well as to accommodate for inorga inorganic growth due to uh, M&A activity. Consolidation has been a growing trend over the past couple of years, especially in the United States, uh, where operators look to secure quality drilling inventory for future years. So in our database, we exclude the cost of acquisitions uh, from our CapEx cap estimates, uh, but combined new companies formed in 2023, we observed have reported increases in their capital programs just due to the newly acquired acreage. The national oil companies uh, that share public CapEx programs have increased their 2023 upstream CapEx targets by about 5%. To 213 billion, up from 202 billion in 2022. So, investment strategies by those type of companies differ from other publicly traded oil and gas companies in that the interests are focused on increasing reserves and production capacity rather than maximizing shareholder returns. Companies are crucial to fiscal balances of the countries where they operate, uh, ensuring constant flows of revenue and uh, at all times providing at, at sometimes providing subsidies to their domestic markets in order to help manage domestic fuel prices. Uh, many of those companies, for example, such as Saudi Aramco, Pamex, Adnoc, and Petrobras have laid out investment programs calling for five uh, plus years of significant upstream capital spent in order to ensure growth and production capacity. For private operators that provide less or no guidance uh, on their capital programs, we derive their capital budgets by historical cost per barrel of oil equivalent produced adjusted for production estimates. 
So undisclosed capital programs for private operators in the U.S., Canada, South America, some other national oil companies, the other regions are estimated at about 140 billion in 2023, up about 7% from 130 billion spent in 2022. Uh, so, and the final point we would like to make is that uh, despite surging borrowing costs so far this year, we have not observed any substantial impact on capital decisions. Um, so traditionally, uh, as many U.S. upstream oil and gas projects have payback periods under five years, the decision to deploy capital has been more closely tied to the underlying commodity prices of oil and gas rather than financing environment. Uh, moreover, we believe that the dependence on long-term financing for oil and gas production has been substantially reduced since the early uh, 2010s when producers vastly outspent their cash flows. Uh, this year, U.S. shale companies will likely reinvest about 65% of their capital uh, in production, almost fully funded by free cash flow rather than debt. So thank you all to listening to the Commodities Edition at JP Morgan's At Any Rate podcast. We'll look forward to continue the conversation next week. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research Reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2023, JP Morgan Chase & Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on October 27, 2023.